Welcome to podcast number four for From the Rookie Inn. We are here, as always, in the Railway Arms pub across the road from Bushy train station. We've just made our way back from Watford's uh, home game against Swansea. Fortunately ending 2-3, but we'll, we'll get to that later on, lads. As ever with me is uh, Jason. Hello. And Mike. Hello, everybody. And coming up on the podcast, Jason, what have we got coming up? We have the latest in our uh, series of interviews with the players uh, when we speak to rising right-back Lee Hodson. We've also got a song for, well, two songs for John Eustace. And uh, we'll also be getting our second insight into the life of Michael Bryan in a feature that we call Life of Bryan. A podcast by Watford fans for Watford fans. From the rookery end... So let's start with the with the positives, lads. You know, it's lots been a, of them. Lot, plenty of them. Oh, yeah. But I think the biggest positive is goals. Goals, goals, goals. And um, plenty of them. Currently standing on plus eight after Swansea game. Let, let's start with the actual the, the men who are meant to be scoring goals, the strikers. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the, the way I, what I've equated it to, often when you see a good team at Bickridge Rose, and they're, they're a team that's top of the league, they come to the ground, and you think, well, you know, you, sort of, you seem to match them, but all of a sudden you find yourself 3 nil down or something, and you, re- and you think, hang on, how did that happen? And basically what it is, is their strikers are taking their chances. Yeah. And it's nice that we seem to be in a situation where our strikers are currently taking their chances. I think the biggest um, example of that for me was Danny Graham's at Millwall. Yes. He had one sided goal, looked down, saw the ball in front of him, just smashed it into the back of the net. And even the goal he scored, uh, the first goal he scored against Middlesbrough, yeah. uh, he saw the opportunity to for a bad back pass and uh, he uh, he went round and scored within 17 seconds. Is that a record, Jason? I, I don't know. I need to check that one. Stats boy's not so, not so sure. <laughs> it must be. Sure. It must be a record. I don't know. We'll have to check that one out. Um, what, I, what I like about the, the strikers, I'm going to go slightly away from the goals, is that, one, I like that Graham and Sordell have got such a good partnership together. Um, clearly that's working very well. But then we've also got the option to change it. We've got... Deeney on the bench and he's a different player to both of those two he's very sort of strong in the air he's got a good leap on him and I think if we do need to change things Malky can bring him on and we're doing something different rather than replacing like for like players up front well that, that substitution did happen in the Swansea game and it led to two more goals fortunately not, you know, not the extra one to hit the, the, the third for the draw or the fourth for a win but that seemed to be the first time we've had sort of a, it's, a, it's the first time we've kind of been quite heavily behind in a game but Malky's made what I I would call a, uh, a forward-thinking substitution rather than a let's let's finish this game off, which yeah. almost like and those substitutions in midfield have made that you know have, have caused to lose or to draw two games. Or we've been two goals ahead. And it was the, it was the curse again, of course, of kicking towards the rookery end in the first half. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Curse? It, total curse. Yeah. Did Ro- Pen- Brendan Rodgers know that? Yeah. I think he did. The ah. evil swine exploited it. <laughs> Inside knowledge. No, but yeah, I think we were kicking towards rookery end for Doncaster. We yeah. were, yep, yep, yep. Terrible end. What about Coventry? Can anyone remember? Coventry. No, no, no. Perhaps less of a curse and more just no. of a pain then. Yeah, well, we didn't lose that game. So maybe it's a losing. But the guys, guys up front, you know, let's 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 give a, a big shout out to uh, Marvin Scordell, um, who. Uh, you know, we said in that in their pre-season podcast 
Who is it going to be? It's going to be Danny Graham plus who? Will it be Henderson? Will it be uh, someone new? Will it be Sordell? We'd, see, we'd seen Sordell. We thought, oh, he clearly knows what he's doing. And man, has he seized the opportunity put in front of him. The, the great thing about Marvin is that he, we, we saw him in the Carling Cup against Knox County not have, a, not have his greatest game. Mm. And as a youngster, sometimes you worry, you think, oh, they're going to disappear. They're going to, they're going to struggle after that. But Crikey, he's done the exact opposite. And he's really kicked on. He looks strong, powerful, hungry. He doesn't hide in games. And he's given he's given defenders something to worry about. I'm mm. absolutely delighted. He, he looked like such a experienced pro. The two goals he scored against uh, Doncaster, yeah. he he took them and finished yeah, like a, like he'd been playing first team football for the last sort of four or five seasons. And it's a good thing that we've now signed him up till 2013. Yeah. And of course against. Millwall, just while I'm on Millwall, yeah. and then Middlesbrough is the next game, wasn't it? Yeah. So is that the first time that we've set records in consecutive games? What was the record in this? Oh, goals. So we well we equalled the equal. away uh, the away win record, and then set the fastest scoring. It was also nine goals in 110 minutes. In fact, less. I don't. Know, can anyone remember what time Eustace's goal was against Millwall? I know it's Taylor's goal. No, it was, no, the first first oh, goal sorry. against Millwall was Eustace's. Quite early, oh, I see what you mean. It was quite early, but it's going to be somewhere short of 110 minutes where he scored nine goals. Well, someone asked, was the goal from uh, Mar- uh, Martin Taylor at the end of the Millwall game and Danny Graham at the beginning of the uh, Middlesbrough game the quickest two success goals <laughs> in footballing history? You wonder about that. We'll set our uh, team of uh, blindfolded monkeys to, uh, to work to try and work, get that one out. I think the biggest difference for me since the Leeds game. Carry on. The now is the fact that they're more of a team and they've played more games together, they know what they're doing and they're a unit now. They're a team that believe in each other, aren't they? And I think we've we've just got back from the um, from the Swansea game, which ultimately was a, the result was a disappointment. But I think what we can we can take away from that game is that they didn't, despite it was obvious from the, the get go, it wasn't a, it wasn't a game that was going our way, and could easily heads could have easily have dropped. But they they almost got away back into it, very very nearly snatched a draw at the end. And I think that's really encouraging to see that they just kept on going to the end and, and almost got something out of it. Exactly, they they had a go. It was uh, well, they had 20 minutes left to uh, to try and get back in the game and all of a sudden they turned it on and the, the first goal obviously gave Swansea something to think about gave them a bit of nerves which only helped our cause but then I'd, I'd say some of the football we were then playing for that last 20 minutes was fantastic mm. yep it's a confident side and it's still a side that knows knows no fear and it's um, it's a real joy to watch it's a, it's a team to be proud of I, I do think though there are, there are occasions where if we you know you look at that Swansea game they did not fall apart but they took a step back and I think some of them you can see heads go and frustration come through it's the only time we've really seen that this season is a Knox County but it's always like it's there you know I think it's, it's, it's there it's, it's always easy as Watford fans to focus on your team and I know walking away from the, um, from the Middlesbrough game I was a bit disappointed we didn't close it out a bit more clinically so have more of the ball in the last sort of 20 minutes and just to boss the game a bit but you've got to remember there are other, we're playing other teams here mm, mm. and teams with far greater resources far greater experience than we've got and they're not there just to make it easy for us and we've got, we've got a young team and I think take the Swansea game for example they, you know, it's a very familiar sight it was a Brendan Rodgers side who was very 
uncomfortable on the ball. They moved the ball around. We didn't see anything of it really in the first 10, 15 minutes. And sometimes you've got to give the opposition credit as well. I know this is a Watford podcast, so we talk about Watford. But you know, you mentioned you talk about the teams we've been playing. Middlesbrough, um, Swansea spent money. Millwall away, they had they hadn't lost at home for for a lot of games. Um, we look at Norwich away. Norwich were, were champions of their division last year. Okay, but a lower level, but they're a strong team and they've got big support behind them at home so yeah. to go there and win opening day so of the season is fantastic these are Mickey Mouse teams that want to play and so I yes. think we've really got to give, almost give double credit for when we do well and then not be massively not be too upset or, or dispirited when, when things don't go our way because it's, it's going to ha- it's happened and it's not going to happen you two-faced football fan because <laughs> I sat next to Mike <laughs> In that Middlesbrough game, and he was just, we were 3-0 up. They hadn't even scored at this point. In fact, they didn't even score because Mariapa scored. He's going, oh, come on, is it when he frustrates? Like, Mike, we're 3-0 up. Well, Let's I mean, worry if they score a goal. They scored a goal and I went, yeah. all right, now you can start to worry. You can't worry a lot, but you can start to worry. What I'm desperate for as a Watford fan is to see us close out a game clinically. And I think probably we did in that game and I was just getting a little bit of my, well, you, my nicotinitis. I, like, but really, get hold of the ball. Don't give those buggers a sniff. But you said after the game, you said, was I getting frustrated because of knowing that we had lost two leads? Yeah. Or were we playing as bad? And I think it's because of because of history that you were like that and interestingly though in kind of contrast to us how we played in the latter end of games where we've sat back from ha- because we've got these leads um, that Swansea game it was we can battle to the end yeah. and that's a nice thing I mean, we, haven't had, we haven't had to see because we haven't been dramatically behind in games mm. But you know it's there. It's good. It is there. And you know, even though it was a loss today, it would have been a good experience yeah, for them. It's important that the fans went away with their with their heads held high and something to something to enthuse about as well. Because after a really big um, big month, really, we've had a really good month. It'd been been a shame to um, shame to leave a run of two home games having um, gone out on a on a low. But I think the fans can go away, sort of not buzzing, I think, but sort of certainly um, certainly proud of their uh, efforts tonight. Yeah, I think, so. and, and and the fact that this has come off the uh, back of three wins on the trot, yeah. it's not that bad, is it? Let's be honest. Six points from a possible nine. Nine from, from a possible twelve. 12. Nine from a possible. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that's even better. <laughs> okay. I hope my maths teacher isn't listening to this. <laughs> Keep up with the podcast blog on fromtherookeryend.com. Scott Loach is doing a fantastic job representing Watford on an international level. Yeah. And we all were very well done for his call-up into, two call-ups into the, uh, the senior squad. The first call-up for a Watford player since John Barnes. So, absolutely fantastic. But Jason, would you say there is any criticism from Watford fans of, uh, of Mr Loach? I would say, listening to those around us, yes. um, I believe that from some quarters there, there may be some uh, doubt about his ability to come off his line uh, this is crosses and set pieces. And like you say, there are a few guys, particularly around where we sit, Jason, uh, who are quite vocal about that, but it's quite interesting. I recently went down to the, uh, the National Museum and um, looked up some historic audio from World War One, And um, apparently uh, Scott Loach's great-great-great-great-grandfather uh, actually served in the uh, the trenches during that, World Bill War One. <laughs> I don't know if his name is Bill Loach. The Bill Loach. <laughs> he was Corporal Loach. Oh, sorry, at ease. Um, and uh, this is the this is real footage from the trenches. Extraordinary. Right, 
threat. Corporal Lech, you may be a young man, but you've already shown your full potential as a soldier in this dreaded war. You've served your country well. So well, we're going to get you out of these trenches and away from the front line. We're going on a very secret and special mission. It's a foolproof plan which is sure to weaken Jenny. How does that take you, Loach? Um. Yes, Corporal Loach? Truth be told there, Captain, I don't really want to go away from the front line. I like it here. I just don't like leaving the line. But Loach, we're going on a very secret and special mission and you will take the... Look, I know, Captain, but... I'm taking myself off the line, Captain. It's, it's, it's dead scary. Like you say, I'm good at fighting on the line, and I'd just rather stay here, where I feel safe. Is that right? Safe? Loach, there are bombs going off all around us. Jerry is closing in day by day. The place is full of disease, and rations have almost run out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Fine with me. And there is no way you will come off your line? No? If that's all right. I just can't bring myself to leave it. Right. Uh, Loach, does the Air Force interest you? No, not really. Eh, not to worry. You're a great soldier, Corporal Loach, and we'll have you fight wherever you want. I'd better go and talk to Corporal Hart about it. Enjoy your time on the line, Loach. Yeah, thank you, Captain. Uh, I like it here. Hello, line. Good night. I love you. A podcast by Watford fans for Watford fans. From the rookery end. Footballers always need a good nickname. Indeed. And we've had a few so far in our little podcast for, uh, for Marvin Sordell. Uh, originally we recorded Marvin the Paranoid Striker. Yeah. Because of, uh, you know, maybe he's a bit paranoid because he hasn't quite made it. Yeah. But unfortunately he has made a quite an impact so far this season, so that nickname doesn't really work. But... We put this out on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash rookerin. Mike, what were the different nicknames we put out there for a vote? We had a couple. We had Marvellous Marvin, which I quite like. Reminds me, he puts us in mind of Marvellous Marvin Hagler. Yes. Which might explain the uh, strapping that Marvin has on his hand. Perhaps he's uh, been a bit of boxing training. We had uh, one of the older ones out there, Hank Marvin. Yeah. Of course, common parlance for starving, so we could be hungry for goals, so that, that could be one to go on. Yeah, uh, starving Marvin. Starving Marvin. <laughs> and of course, we also had one that you, I think you came up with. Uh, I'm not sure who came up with it, no? but the uh, the one that we that actually got the most response from uh, everyone on Facebook was Marvin Scordell. Brilliant. So much so, um, I tweeted David Garrido when he was covering the Watford game for the Football League show for the follow on Twitter, and I said, if Marvin Sordell uh, scores, will you please refer to him as Marvin Scordell on the Football League show? So lo and behold, late one Saturday night, this came on the television. Marvin Sordell has been making quite a name for himself in recent weeks, with three goals in his previous two games. Watford fans have apparently nicknamed him Scordell see what they've done there. So, whoever came up with Marvin Scordell, congratulations, your effort has been forever immortalised on BBC TV, well done. And it's, uh, I think it's, it's going to stick with us, he is now forever on the Recruiting Podcast, Marvin Scordell. As we said before, you know, we've got a few new facings the Watford set up. I think a few more than we might have expected. Should we go through them so far? Please do, yeah. From the, uh, from the front, Troy Deeney. Haven't seen too much of him, Jase. We haven't seen too much of him, no. I, as I said earlier, I do like what he brings different to that front line. He's really, he looks really good. And yeah, he doesn't look like a, a big player. He's not a Helgerson or a Darius Henderson, but he does look 
Yeah, he can he can get a leap on him. But other than that, we haven't seen enough, I think, to make that much of a judgment yet. Yeah, I mean, we can see what he's about, but I don't think we can say. Great signing, or, or what yeah. are we getting? He looked very for? hungry when he came on against Swansea, which I was I was impressed with. He looked very very up for it then, which was good. I know he cost a, a fair whack of money for you know, for a Watford player, but there, surely there must be a thing. He's coming up for Morsel. He's coming up a league. He's coming up to high standards, and there will be his fitness levels and all that stuff will will need to come through. I think also but, that well, I think Malky would have, the club would have been criticised had they not had they not signed anyone with relying on them. Luckily, Marvin and and uh, Danny Graham is, is working so far but had, they, had we gone into the season with Marvin Sordell as our strike partner for Danny I don't think many people would have been happy if they're honest mm. um, so you know, it's easy with hindsight to say you know, there's already I've heard you know, you read the message boards and whatnot and there's a bit of rumbling of discontent that we spent X amount of our precious money on, on Troy Deeney but these are the same people who, at the start of the season, were asking where the where the transfers were. Yeah. So the fact that he's been kept out of the side is a is a huge bonus. Yeah, and let's remember as well that um, he's made sort of the same move as Danny Graham has. Danny Graham's come up from the lower leagues, um, and that's probably all forgotten now because he's doing so well for us. So hopefully, Troy will be able to learn a lot from Danny on how he made that transition. Jordan Much on loan from Birmingham. Originally, you know, in terms of the players that have been moaned about a bit by by other fans, not by this podcast, he was almost like a, a target. Much. <laughs> he was a, he was a target for for a lot of fans early on. Those early home games we saw him, Mike. He was, yeah. I think, I mean, for me, he's almost like a carbon copy of, of Lansbury in terms of his Watford career. Lansbury started off quite slowly, didn't really find his feet. Whether he wasn't deployed properly by um, by Malky, I'm not sure. But as we all know what happened with Henry Lansbury, and I think uh, I think persevering with Jordan Much is really starting to bear fruit. He, he looks that little bit... He, he's young, definitely, and he still makes the odd mistake, but he looks that sort of class class apart, and you can you can see he's definitely got... Um, you know, he, he, he's, looking, he's already looking for that for the ball and to, to play the ball, he, and he's, he's definitely got something. We've got a couple of goals for us as well, which is a good. He has, yes, yes, got a couple of goals. One from the outside the box on Saturday, mm. decent strike. That was good. The thing so about Jordan, I think, is the first time we saw him was that Leeds game, and that was his first start for the yes. club. I think he made a couple of sub appearances before that, but that was the first start, and that was a, a difficult game really for. Him to come into, he, he looks like a player that likes a bit of time on the ball, and the, the Leeds guys were sort of closing down quite quickly. It's a rough game, and it's rough game, quite hard for a, for a young lad to, to get involved. Yeah, in. but I think he's, he's starting to come on already, and we can see he's got ability. So hopefully, yeah, we'll. Uh, it's just those extra that. touches; they really make the difference, especially in the middle of the park. I think that's really where you, they can he can make a telling contribution. And uh, as with all our players, I think if we can keep keep him fit, I think we, he's, he's going to prove to be a good acquisition. We can, uh, well, half talk about Josh Walker, who has only made three substitute appearances, of which one was in the very last minute against. Most of which have ended in absolute disaster. <laughs> yeah. uh, so let's let's just say um, you definitely seem to see more of him than anybody else. The other uh, main uh, addition we've had is is uh, Andrew Taylor yep. uh, at the back, who is playing in the position for his his preference foot. Rather than having someone at left back who yeah, wasn't that's left, that's it. Well, we started the season with um, three right backs in our defence, didn't we? Yes. We had uh, Mariapa, Doyle, and Hodgson all playing. Now got it down to two, and I think it, Hodgson, as we've said before, he's, he's going for the future. I think he was starting to struggle a bit, needed a rest. Doyle looks a lot more comfortable on the right hand side. He's he's fielding competently 
uh, left back, I feel. Um, but definitely looks a lot more comfortable on the right. And I think we see that more going forward as well. You can see when he look at him trying to receive the ball on the on the left hand touchline. It's all sort of opening his body out and, and wanting to receive the ball on his right foot, and it sort of stops any momentum that we might get going forward. So I think from that perspective. It adds more to our attacking play going wide yeah. as much as getting uh, the right man defensively. As soon as Taylor signed, it, all of a sudden we thought we've got a bit look, we look like a balanced defence. Yes. And there's a long time what the score is, and often you you get to say that. <laughs> um, but I mean, what a difference it makes. I mean, with, I absolutely adore Lloyd for everything he's done. He's worked so hard um, to fill that role. Um, but you can't deny he's had sort of this, this, this short fallings there, and having having Taylor there just immediately makes the, the back four look like a more uh, a tougher unit, and it's just a balance. It just means so much. It gives everyone more confidence, and I'm I'm really pleased with that signing. Podcast, we were lucky enough to give you the first instalment of our insight into the life of Michael Bryan in a feature we call Life of Bryan. Yeah, we're not getting to see much of him on the on the football pitch at the moment. He's, not the moment, no. he's in the squad, he's on the subs bench, we see him warming up, um, but that's about the size of it at the moment, so it's a good job I think we've got these little uh, insights. We thank Michael for letting him uh, for us follow him around and to record these uh, special moments in his life, and this one is Life of Bryan, where we catch him in a local nightclub. Naughty Michael. Hey. Always look on the bright side of life. Come on. Always look on the bright side of life. Hey, gorgeous. Aren't you the Watford winger, Michael Bryan? Ah, oh, to be sure, so I am. I also play for Northern Ireland, don't you know? That's great. So, are you going to buy me a drink? I'll have an Archers and Lemonade. I'm sorry, but as I am Irish, I can only buy Irish drinks. How about a Jameson's? Yeah, whatever. As long as you're paying and it gets me drunk. There you go, darling. Uh, I, I, I mean, there you go, me lovely little leprechaun. Yeah, cheers. What about dance? No, not yet. Why not? This music's well cool. I'm sorry, but I only dance to certain artists. You two, Boys Own, Johnny Logan and Enya. I like to support my fellow Irish men and women. Who? Yeah, your accent's a bit... Michael? Uh, who's that old lady charging over here? Michael! Michael! Come on, time for you to go home. It's already 9.30. You should be in bed, young man. I'll get you a kebab on the way home. We need to fatten you up a little bit. Oh, Mum, I was really... I mean, ah, Mummy, I was just chatting to this lovely lassie. We've been getting on grand. Oh, oh, it's my favourite Irish girl band, Bewitched. Wait a minute, are you really Irish? I'd be sure I am. He's not from Northern Ireland, he's a very naughty boy. Always look on the bright side of life. Come on. Always look on the bright side of life. Okay, we've had some absolutely outstanding performances from uh, individuals. Of everyone so far, can I have a guess? I think uh, who Mike's is. But who is your man of the season so far, Mike? Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to surprise you. It's not the mighty curly-haired hero with white teeth. It's not John Eustace. I'm going to go for... I'll leave one of you two to pick up John, because he is amazing. <laughs> Love you, John. And I mean that. 
I actually love you. <laughs> Played well against Swansea, I thought. He really, he really took. Who's the game your man? Off. Who's your man? Sorry, any any excuse to go off a tangent to talk about you, Steve Baby. Um, my man of the season so far is um, Adrian Mariapa. Right. Um, I think um, he he was unfairly the target of, of a bit of uh, antagonism from the from the crowd last year, uh, but I think he's really come on leaps and bounds this this, this season. He's uh, one of those rarest of, of breeds of footballing defender. I think well, that's what I tell everyone anyway, whether whether anyone believes me or not. But he's he's so comfortable on the ball, um, and I think this year he's defended really well. And I think that's he's someone that's. He's a, he's a Watford youth product. Um, he's someone that's come through a bit of adversity in terms of a bit of wobbly form last year. Um, and I think for me, he's, um, he's sort of like a shining beacon of the, of the Watford team that we've got moving forward. So, my player of the season so far, Adrian Mariapa. Jason. Okay, my man despite, of the season. Sorry, oh. despite my bloody Mrs. Fancy. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So, sort of lose 0.5 of a point for that, but we'll still win it. Well done, AD. Sorry, Jason. Yeah, no, that's fine. I, I'm going to put in a probably an unexpected one as well my man of the season and I'm going to say Don Cowie ah it's be mine yeah. and that's be oh sorry well it must be a good choice <laughs> <laughs> we agree um, I just I just think that and I've said this many times before is that he looked great under Brendan Rodgers when he first arrived maybe quietened down a bit last season but I think we're starting to see what we know Don Kerry can do best now and I think his performances have been key to the way Watford performed and the way we picked up um, I think it's doubly doubly rewarding because I think in the last podcast we said uh, one of us said that Don Kerry looks like he, he should be a great player but there's something not quite clear yeah, at the moment um, and in the last couple of games, I think mm. it's that Bristol City game that's probably kickstarted his season. He's, he's started to. And play. I think it comes down to the fact that I think Malky has found the right combination for that sort of front three of the of the diamond. I mean, we say diamond, I think it's a bit more of a four-one-three-two. I don't know. It, I think he was just talking to Don in the wrong Scottish dialect. Perhaps <laughs> he was. Yeah, perhaps he was. But I think now that he's sort of got much in the middle, and then. Don and Buckley is the sort of wider two, but they interchange so well, and that freedom and and sort of the opportunity for Don to sort of get around the pitch more. I think they, they just seem to work so well together. Doesn't that and sound I think like that just opens <laughs> Don up. Don Buckley and Much. They sound like some sort of crime fighting <laughs> <laughs> police trio uh, in downtown New York. Don it's, Buckley it's just and Much. Given him the, a lot more freedom on the pitch and I think he's given the chance to, to, to do what he does really well he's playing some great football and yeah hopefully we can see these performances sort of continue in that vein and uh, it can only be good for the football team yeah great shout Jace I'm going to go to big Johnny Eustace yeah I mean do you think do you think he'll like being second best though? obviously no he's my first best Cowie. he's my first best oh okay I thought about Don Cowie. oh okay but um the other one for me was um, yeah, the, 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 on the fringes was, was Will Buckley he's certainly given us some stuff up front and yeah. some extra hustle but maybe in a similar vein to Don Carey and of course the goal machines up front of, of Sordell and Danny Graham but John just purely from the fact that he's playing and running and playing and running and sometimes pushing in, the referee yeah we did today <laughs> that's not, he, uh, he's just in control of that team and those times when he hasn't played I think that's where the the team structure maybe isn't quite as strong as it as it as it should be. 
um, and he's he's a, a proper captain leading by example and that's such a crucial role in this young stroke inexperienced team stroke inexperienced with each other not necessarily just um, as, as individuals um, and for that we salute you John Eustace absolutely a podcast by Watford fans for Watford fans from the rookery end so then, listeners, over the last three podcasts, you've been treated to songs from John about uh, three of his favourite Watford players. This week, I'm sad to say you're going to hear from him again. He's going to be regaling you with some of the songs that have been suggested by our readers on Facebook. And, yeah, on Facebook and on the fromthewickend.com, we asked you for a song for John. John Eustace, our Captain Marvel, hasn't had... A song. He doesn't have his own anthem. Mike especially, he's gone on about him with his massive man crush. Yeah. It's time he, he had a song. So we put up the uh, proposition on, on Facebook and uh, on the blog. It's come up some special words to John to the classic Oasis track, She's Electric. And who's got some crackers for us, Jason? Well, a big, big thanks to Harry Tolmy Thompson and Simon Lee for this classic He's John Eustace His boots have got rocket boosters He plays with passion and shrewdness And he gives the ref a hard time He's John Eustace His bicycle kick did amuse us His nostrils are full up with mucus And his name is hard to rhyme now he leads the horns And we're so very grateful Heading for promotion Now he leads the horns And he ain't going nowhere Heading for the Premier League He's John Eustace We're glad he decided to choose us He barely played under Judas Cause Judas was out of his mind Lees couldn't attract him And for that decision we clapped him Now he's the Hornets captain And part of our team's spine Sterling job, lads. Brilliant stuff. Thank you very much for your contributions. Sorry that it was butchered by John, but uh, hey, we can only... Um... Well, talking about butchering songs, Mike, huh? um, at the same time as putting that up on Facebook, I also gave you the challenge to write a special song for the man that you love deeply in your heart. Yeah. So, <clears throat> uh, do you think they're ready for, for your first little song? Of course they are. Well, this is the moment the world's been waiting for. So this is Mike's song. John Eustace. We were sick and tired of not winning when John Eustace signed from Stoke City. What attributes and talent would he bring? We hoped he'd be tough and gritty. Bright white teeth, cut off socks and curly locks. Love shooting, shouting, tackling, making blocks. Plays to win so hard, but fair we love him, so we sing. Super 
Eustace Wopper's Captain Marvel is gold our top drawer. Couldn't give us more. Brownie wears a number four. Okay. <laughs> hang on a minute, hang on a minute, sorry, sorry guys, there's a phone ring, it's Simon Cow. Now if anyone would like a signed copy of the original lyrics, uh, they might want to get them tattooed on their bicep or something like that, it's pretty memorable stuff I know, just get in touch and, um, or if you'd like me to write a song about uh, your favourite player, just let me know. For next next podcast, we want to have your songs for Marvin Scordell. Any song you like, write it down, email us, podcast at fromtherecrin.com. We're also going to set you a bit of a challenge, but uh, keep an eye out on the blog at fromtherecrin.com and also on facebook.com forward slash recreant. But I think now you've sung, Mike, and I've sung. Who hasn't sung yet? You've all heard the phrase, save the best till last. <laughs> you know. Email the boys, podcast at fromtherecrin.com. One of the young Watford players coming through the ranks in the last year to shine brightly for the Hornets uh, on the pitch is Lee Hodson. Where else would a bright young Hornet sign for us? <laughs> in, in Oceana, whatever it's called these days. <laughs> Lee Hodson. Mike. Lee Hodson, indeed. He, uh, he played a lot of games last year, probably more than any of us expected, and he took to it like a duck to water. I don't think anyone felt ill at ease having Lee at, at right back. One of the big pluses from last year, in fact, he performed so well, he, he even got awarded a From the Rookery End award. He was, the, he was our breakthrough artist, wasn't he? Now, we were lucky enough to catch up with Lee when we went down to the Watford training ground a couple of weeks ago, and uh, we started by giving him that very award. Coveted award. <laughs> First thing we're going to do is we're going to give you an award because we did a end of season special. You were awarded best breakthrough artist. Yeah. Because you were the best player to kind of come through. So, you know, you can keep that if you like. Yeah. You can take that, or we can if you can sign it, we can then give it away as a little bit. Of a yeah, prize. that's fine. Yeah, I'll sign it. Cool. Yeah, well, you don't want that until you're on your fridge. Right? <laughs> <laughs> now, you um, really broke through last year, hence yeah. the breakthrough artist award. We all thought you were great. Can you remember your first? kick your first tackle as a Watford player first team yeah it was Derby end of not last season the season before when Brendan Rodgers was here it was a bit unexpected I got a phone call I think it was on the Friday, Friday night I was meant to be playing in a youth team against Chelsea on the Saturday and I just got a phone call saying you're with the first team coming and training it was a bit unexpected really because I think one of the other young lads was meant to go in but he got an injury so he called me in last minute and I was thinking a bit nervous, I didn't know what to think really, whether I'd get a chance or just in the squad. But the gaffer spoke to me after training and said, you'll definitely get at least half an hour to look like on a Sunday. So I was uh, a bit nervous that night thinking, oh, I've got to play well, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. And uh, it was a great experience really. So when you uh, walked into the change rooms then, did you know where you had to sit? Was there a pecking order? Um, yeah, all the shirts were hanging up. They're already up. Are they in numerical order or random order? Uh, they're in starting 11. Okay. I didn't the subs there. Sometimes they just have to start an 11 up if people don't know the subs and they put the subs up after. But when I went in there, they was all hung up and that's when I knew I was definitely on the bench. Um, who were your footballing heroes? Oh. Your, your, who was your first footballing hero? First footballing hero, I'd say I used to be a centre forward when I was younger when I first okay. came to the club. So I think it was Mark Warren when he burst onto the scene. I think he was um, just loved him the way he played and obviously he was a youngster. English youngster coming through, so it's got to be Mark Warren. But now, as a fullback, I'd say Gary Neville's a good, good role model for me. How'd you get from being a striker to being a fullback? 
not too short to be honest. Well, I was I was at Luton when I was eight years old and I got released at the age of nine, ten. And they said to me that I'd be a fullback when I was older, but I was like, oh, I'm never going to be a fullback. I just wanted, loved playing up front, scoring goals, and obviously came here as a centre forward. And uh, I think it's on my second season here, I must have been under 14s. They said, I oh, think you're going to, you're better off in a different position. So I went to midfield, went to left wing, right wing, holding midfielder, attacking midfielder, and obviously one game. Uh, right back got injured and he goes, I think you can play right back. And ever since then, <laughs> I've been a right back, so it's just been all over the place. Really. So, Lee, what are you telling any budding footballers just try every single position and do you try something you Yeah, well, really, listen, like, obviously, at academy, listen to the coaches, cause a lot of players don't like uh, being played out of position, they think that's their position, but obviously, they can see things in you, so it's best to listen and try it out because it could be your right from position. And, like, for me, I never thought I'd be playing right back in the first team right now, so lucky enough. I got given that opportunity to play. So now, so now that you are playing the right back, have you got a, a current footballing hero sort of playing in your position that you look up to? Um, I really just look at the likes of, well, at the moment, the likes of Danny Alves and people like that, Michael, and I think they're just great all-round right backs. They love getting forward. Sergio, is it Sergio Ramos for Real Madrid? He's just amazing getting forward, and also I look at the way he plays getting forward. And obviously getting back and he's a great defender as well. But I'd say for English fullback, I'd, I've already said his name, Gary Neville. He's just great career. He's never in the papers. He's not just on the pitch, he's off the pitch as well. So I reckon he's a great role model for myself. Have you had a, a memorable sort of tough, toughest opponent? I'd probably say Joe Cole. Obviously in the FA Cup, it's yeah, a great yeah, experience yeah. to play against Chelsea, especially at my age. I never thought I'd be playing at Stamford Bridge. At, 18, so I used to go watch him with my dad because he was a mad Chelsea fan. So just watching the players and actually playing against them just it was like a dream come true. You always wish you're going out there and playing against them players and being on the same park as them. And lucky enough, I got that opportunity. When you play, like say all those the games you played last year in the senior team, and you play big teams like that, how much more is it worth for your development at first senior game to to a reserve game? Is it a lot more? Obviously, the reserve games they get you instead for the first team the way they play and the mentality of the game, like the tempo and stuff like that. And obviously the only difference I'd say is the tempo is a lot quicker but the standard and the players that you're playing against are much better quality. Obviously reserves are is a good great standard but it's obviously youngsters or experienced players who maybe near to the end of their career so obviously the reserves get you ready for it but when you make that step up you just realise how big it is with the sort of players you're playing against. We did get hold of your iPod, we stuck it on at a party, put it on shuffle. Is there one song you'd be worried that would come up and embarrass you? One song. So don't, actually, there might be. Um, my sister downloaded it ages ago. It was my <laughs> mum and dad's wedding song. What was that? Move Closer. I'm not too oh, sure. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And once it has come on, and like, someone's been listening to me, <laughs> thinking, what is that? Because <laughs> my sister and that share my iTunes as well, so. Sometimes they don't have music on there that I don't really want to mind. So they have a few girl songs on there. People listen, you listen, do you like this sort of music? I'm like, nah, it's just my sister stuff. They're like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> You're in touch with your feminine side, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Caring, sharing. <laughs> Part of you. Yeah, right, back on, the, uh, back on the pitch, obviously. Yeah. Young lad like yourself, you're going to come up against more experienced players. 
Do any of those older guys give you a bit of stick or a bit of abuse just to try and put you off your game? Not really. I, they obviously look at other teams, look, oh, he's got youngsters, new into the first team, stuff like that. And maybe they do look to come down your side, but I look at it as if the first opponent you play against, I like to always, if I can, get a good first tackle and hit mard, then they know that you're there, not just a little... Little eighteen year old kid. Do you actually really think you know you want to go a bit harder on that first tackle? Yeah, obviously. When I was younger, my granddad and dad used to say hit them hard, first challenge, and they won't come back. <laughs> so uh, I just try to let them know that I'm not just a little pushover. As I'm a youngster, so I like to get stuck in and let them know that it's going to be a battle for them, not just an easy ride. From the rookery end, get involved. Go to facebook.com/forward/slash/rookeryend. So there we are, Lee Hodson, and great finish there. I, I love that. Um, get the first tackle in. So that, that, that is everyone's probably heard that from their dad or granddad or parental guardian on a Sunday morning when you're about six years old. Fantastic. Lovely fella. He um, was very nice to me. So we'll be back for another podcast in about four weeks' time. We're going to be recording it around the Scunthorpe home game. So keep a, an eye out on iTunes for that. Of course, you can always get in contact with us, can't you, Chase? You can. If you want to email us, it's the usual address. It's podcast at fromtherookeryend.com. That's podcast at fromtherookeryend.com. And, of course, keep your eye on our blog, which we update regularly at www.fromtherookeryend.com. And if you buy a match programme, if you don't buy a match programme, why not? But if you do, keep your eyes peeled because we've got a regular column in there. Read all about it, as I say. It's been a great month since the last one. Some fantastic football, some great results. Yep. Onwards and upwards. Yep. Keep the faith, boys. Keep it loud in the crowd. Come on, you want.